You're listening to the Big Finish podcast launched on the 5th of May 2019. Perfect timing. Just in time for the sunset. The four moons. Mags, are you all right? Coming up in this podcast, we go behind the scenes with the latest full cast Doctor Who audio drama featuring Sylvester McCoy as the Doctor, The Moons of Volpana, featuring Jessica Martin as Max. We bring you a fun-packed panel from the stage of a Doctor Who convention. We give you 25% off a randomly selected Big Finish production. And we tease you with the first 15 minutes of The Moons of Volpana for free. Hello you, I'm Benji Clifford and he's Nick Briggs. It's all horribly true. And we're from Big Finish Productions who make arguably the finest audio drama and audio books this side of the Crab Nebula. I'm not arguing, yes. Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake Seven, Dark Shadows, The Prisoner, The Avengers, Callan, Stark Ops. That's the sort of thing we're into. And we've got David Tennant, Sir Derek Jacobi, Billy Piper, Catherine Tate, David Selby, Hayley Atwell, Louise Jameson. Loads of brilliantly talented people on board. Yes, we've got them. We've, it sounds like we've locked them in a the We have them, <laughs> and if you don't give us the ransom, we will never let them free. Set them free, rather. What do you mean you're hungry? Um, In a moment, (laughs) we delve into the latest reviews of our latest releases, you see. Uh, Really just an excuse to talk about how lovely everything is while playing you clips and trailers. Not bad, not bad. It's a feast for your ear things. But before all that, time for an email from a lovely listener. Right, here's one from Adam Graham. Dear Nick and Penji, I have to give Jason a round of applause. There are few companies whose CEOs would step forward and have such an honest conversation with their customers in a very public way. It's a stand-up interview that made clear the issues and rationale behind the pricing change. Yeah, there's been there's a pricing change coming up anyway. Uh, it's clearly a challenging situation. It's a good business decision if you make a pricing change that results in more revenue. It's a bad di- business decision. It would help if I could read this out. If you raise the prices so much that it reduces your sales to such a degree that you end up losing revenue. However, I appreciate that the importance of customers' relationships is also being considered and trying to keep Big Finish downloads at a rate that fans can enjoy the shows they love. A couple of suggestions occur to me. First of all, if you do a full price increase, maybe consider a Big Finish premium membership for overseas listeners that would have a price of, say, £25 every six months or £45 per year and would include a 20 to 25% discount on downloads. This would mitigate the cost increase for those who tend to buy the most audios and actually encourage them to buy more, and it's pretty sustainable for the future. You might also include one free release per month from the back catalogue, something that's typically $2.99. You could use this to introduce listeners to new companions and different ranges, or just to whet their whistle and use that 20 to 25% discount, uh, a download discount to buy more. Secondly... I think there's another end to this 
that is the demand end. The more people who are aware of and interested in Big Finish, since the download is not a physical product requiring manufacture, the more people who want to buy it, the lower the price you can sell and still remain prof profitable. To that end, have you looked into overseas radio syndication? You have thousands of hours of science fiction programming in your back catalogue that's never been played on radio outside the UK and certainly not in the US. The Twilight Zone had a 10-year radio syndication run and I think your quality is far above that. Well, I, I would agree having heard those. I mean, although they're jolly good. There may be many issues that make this impractical. I'll come on to those in a minute. You may have investigated and found it too daunting. Not daunting, just, well, uh, the very mention of this idea may cause flashbacks that frustrate Nick to the point he wants to regrow his hair just so he can tear it out. <laughs> but as someone who has the expertise of not knowing anything about the many hurdles of your complex international business. It sounds like a good idea, so I thought I would mention it. All the best, Adam Graham, sent from behind an invisible stack of big Finnish downloads. So, well, hmm, this interesting idea about the big Finnish premium thing, that's something we could look into. Mm. I mean, the basic problem is that expectations of how much uh, these dramas and productions should cost are much lower um, than can be supported by the you know by the amount of money they cost to make. That's the trouble. Um, so, you know, everyone would like to pay two ninety nine for everything, but you can't. You just can't make them. Um, you can't make a drama and pay for it all. And uh, and as as many people will tell you, we're not paying people enormous amounts of money to make them either you know uh, that's that's another end of the business where there are complaints there as well um so it's quite difficult um i mean you know controversially i mentioned that there was someone online recently i won't go into the details because it's very dull giving us a right odd slagging off and, and talking about the amounts of money we were making and it's really heartening <laughs> to think that people think we're that rich but they were way 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 off the mark by several zeros about how much money we make <laughs> um which is a great shame because otherwise you know i'd be doing this uh, podcast in my yacht in barbados <laughs> <laughs> i i do, just haven't got a yacht in barbados just in case anyone got a rowing boat haven't you in, in, <laughs> got in, a rowing boat in the thames no i haven't thames. even got that that would probably cost a fortune <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. um um the business about syndication to radios you know uh, radio companies they typically pay a very small amount of money. They want they want a lot of content for virtually no money. So it's 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 very difficult to um, to make money that way. Yeah, if the production is not made for them, then to to buy it in, like there's a big difference in putting uh, something on Radio Four Extra, BBC Radio Four Extra. There's a big difference to that between that and being commissioned by Radio Four to make a drama. That's a, that's a whole heap of money's difference in that. Um, if you're commissioned to make something, that, you know, would typically be more than we would normally spend on a, on a drama. Um, but if they're just buying something in, I don't know, it's like the coffee bill or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's that bad, but, you know, it's... It's nothing special. It's certainly not enough to sort of support the productions. It's just a bit of peripheral income that helps us out, you know. Um, you know, when something's been on sale for a long time, when we think it's worth putting on Radio 4 Extra because it means other people will 
will hear it. So it's a really difficult issue. At the at the at the centre of it is this whole issue of people want to pay far less than is necessary to raise the revenue to make these things. And you know, uh, our decision to make the one to one pricing with dollars in various territories and different currencies being the same numerical amount as the the sterling pound prices that causes a problem when the exchange rate changes as radically as it has done in the last few Gosh, years yeah thought about that yeah yeah i mean there's an argument to say that we should never have done it in the first place and we should just have gone with the exchange rate um, um uh, levels of pay you know conversion but there is, there's so much more to international pricing than the exchange rates. As Jason was saying, it boils down to what is the average income in that country as compared to the price of a small item like that. Or as Jason's often saying, and everyone says, Big Finish, don't say that, we've heard it a million times before. But, you know, as compared to a can of Coke, it's quite revealing. You know, it, it's very different uh, in different countries. There, there are so there are different levels of prices for different things there are different expectations I'm just saying it's complicated and um, yeah we're trying our best it's a really difficult one and, and well done to Jason for coming on and giving the answers he did I, I dare say the answers he gave are far more interesting and clearer than the ones I've just given or the comments I've just made I wouldn't even venture to say they were answers <laughs> anyway, did I say that he sent that from uh, that Adam sent that from behind an invisible stack of big finished downloads? I think you did, but I'm happy to to hear it again. You know, I wonder <laughs> how high the invisible stack is. Yeah, as high as the moon. Well, oh, don't talk to me about the moon. I was just sent a, a <laughs> lamp, a moon shaped lamp. Right, it's great. No, mm. it's not great because it's dented at both ends. It's like yeah, got a, the, the moon. The moon's got, it's got craters, hasn't it? No, but it's like, <laughs> it's sort of like flat at both. I'm sure well, I'm sending it back because that's not that is not the shape of the moon. And I was yeah. buying a moon. Well, I think that's very. I think that's very very true. You don't you don't want a a squashed moon, do you? Well, quite. It's I mean, quite. how would that affect the uh, the orbit? Uh, how well, would, you I mean, know, I'll I mean, bet you're glad that's all over. <laughs> um, <laughs> dear me, uh, yeah. So I've most upsetting. I mean, how could it be so? Da- it doesn't look damaged. It just looks like they made it that shape. But all the pictures of it on the packaging have it as being it's round. Yeah, you round. see, faulty advertiser. Perhaps it was squished to fit in the box. I think it's just broken. Hmm. hmm. Well, at least it's not banana shaped. <laughs> that would be that would be something else. Anyway, Disaster. I think uh, seeing as time marches on, good sir, I think it's now time to delve into the latest reviews. First up, Dark Shadows Bloodline, episodes 1 to 6, otherwise known as the first volume of a mini-series of adventures involving characters from the classic US horror soap opera Dark Shadows, featuring members of the original cast, you know, like David Selby, very famous actor. Very. Um, anyway, here's a clip or a trailer or something. So Dark Shadows is a sort of American gothic horror spooky soap opera about the Collins family and the community of Collinsport. Well, let's not waste any time. We all know why we're here. We released a 13-part serial called Bloodlust a few years ago, which was very popular, which is nice. And this is basically the next chapter in the lives of the same characters and some new ones. Alice Chen nearly caught us, Rick. we got to be more careful. Uh, Bloodlust was a fairly straightforward murder mystery. But this is something quite different. Well, there's me and Cody and Harry and... Oh, watch out! 
Uh, it's tricky to say what it's actually about without giving everything away, uh, but basically the characters of David Collins and Amy Jennings are going to get married, so lots of friends and family are coming back for that, including Julie Newmar as Dr. Julia Hoffman, which is mad and I still can't believe it's actually happened. Well, I've got a quote here from collinsporthistoricalsociety.com. All oh, right, that's Collinsport is the place where it's set, you see. Tis indeed, tis indeed. And they have this to say. This serial continues to be everything you could want from a Dark Shadows event series. Mm. <laughs> Nice. Um, from scifibulletin.com, while the introduction of so many characters, 23 speaking parts in so short a time, we're getting back to the budgets now, it's just so short a time span can be occasionally overwhelming, episode one of Bloodline leaves me with a sanguine hope that the next 12 episodes will be just as good, if not better. Or eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Rare. <laughs> <laughs> Well, over to Twitter sphere now. Notice the Twitter sphere as opposed to the Twitter dented at both ends sphere. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't rub it in. Don't mention it. <laughs> Listening to Dark Shadows Bloodline is great to have new DS serials to listen to. More 13 partners, please. Partners? Parters. Oh, I'm Th- partner. 13 partners. Uh, that's, from, uh, that's from Blanket of Evil. Of course it is. Uh, we've got another one here as well just listen to episode one of Dark Shadows uh, Bloodline and oh my god it's so cute I can't deal with it it starts with a big funny Collins family party actually it starts with a murder then a party um, that's from at DS every day yes I think that's good advice always best to have the murder before the party not quite yes otherwise you'll end up like uh, Maxine Peacock in Coronation Street viciously murdered by Richard Hillman at a New Year's <laughs> Eve party you should really? have stayed at the party, Maxine. You should have, should have the party. I mean, I don't know. Murder and party just doesn't go together. Anyway, on to our main <laughs> monthly range Doctor Who release, The Monsters of Gokroth. I, just, I listened to my uh, continuity announcement for that, and I had about five goes at saying that title correctly. Funniest thing is I heard that yesterday, actually. I was, I was editing a trailer, and I was going through, and I came across that one. Good fun. I was get, fun. I was particularly useless that day, wasn't I? I kept going. Oh yeah, yeah. No, sorry. You're absolutely right. Sorry. I don't know why I said that. I just love all your in between titles. You're there, like just go now. <laughs> what are we? Yeah, okay. Yep. What, why do we call it that? <laughs> What's the point of uh, my attempts to say Paternoster were really quite spectacular as well, weren't they? Uh, like, I, I kept saying like Paternoster or something. Paint a toaster. Yes, and if you want to paint a toaster, please write in to podcast at bigfinish.com. Meanwhile, here is a clip from the monsters of Gokroth, however you say it. Go! Yes, mistress. Please don't call me that. Sorry. Dr. Maliva. The villagers have rigged up a long-range communication device. How is this possible? They scavenge the marshes. Parts from old wrecks come to surface sometimes. Ah, ingenious. I suppose it can't be helped. At least there's been nothing recent. Gore checks tower every day. Make sure the quarantine warning still transmitting. But I need to boost the jamming capacity to try and suppress this cry for help. Can I assist? Well, next time you're down in the village, see if you can sniff it out at the source of this message. Shut it down at source. Yes, Miss Dr. Maliva. And if you'd like to get hold of a digital or CD copy, just go to bigfinish.com and type Gokroth 
in the search engine thingy at the top. That will get you there. Well, DoctorWhoWatch.com certainly did that, and this is what they had to say. <laughs> the Monsters of Gokrof is very much your classic Doctor Who story. It pays tribute to the strong genre influences, in this case, classic monster movies, whilst mm. also providing a huge spark of originality <laughs> that makes it stand out. A strong start to the trilogy. Mm. Thank you, Doctor Who Watch. Um, this is from DoctorWhoReviews.net. Jessica Martin gives a wonderful performance as a woman trying to find her place in a universe that does not accept her while also not being allowed back home. She, oh, by the way, she plays Mags, of course, from uh, the greatest show in the galaxy, may not necessarily have been a character expected to make a return to the TARDIS after so long away, but her charisma and unique set of circumstances and outlook on life open the doors to many more fascinating and dramatic adventures now that the doctor has returned and taken her under his wing that's a metaphorical wing the seventh doctor has not grown wings no well you never know though that's well, a story could do. and a half a future story. ace i've got wings help <laughs> feathers ace feathers uh, werewolves, monsters and the Doctor should be the only tagline required. The Monsters of Gokrof is a playful adventure that reintroduced us to Mags in a new trilogy of stories. It's an enjoyable medley of classic horror tropes with a strong enough cast and characters to make it stand on its own two or four feet. <laughs> the script is tight and the production flies by with strong production qualities and excellent direction by Samuel Clemens. And that is from goodoldblogtohu.com. Good old Doctor Who. Well, it's worth mentioning, yeah, Sam Clemens, that's his first Doctor Who directing. No, it's his second one, isn't it? Was it first? No, it's his first one, I think. First Doctor Who. Previously, he's worked on uh, Shilling and Sixpence, hasn't he? This is correct. It's Sam Clemens, son of Brian Clemens. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I collect friends who have famous dead fathers, like Jamie <laughs> Anderson. And also Nicholas Ridley is the son of uh, Arnold Ridley. He's a good friend of mine, too. So there you go. So if, you, if your father was famous and is now dead, do get in touch at podcast.bigfinish.com <laughs> and I will become your friend. <laughs> what do you think about reviews that include the word tropes? Trope. There's a great website, I think, called tvtropes.com or something. Tropes has become uh, one of those words, hasn't it? It has. It's, uh, yeah, tropes. That's a fun old trope. A significant or recurrent theme, a motif. Yes, or a figurative or metaphorical use of a word or expression, you see? Could be any of those things. Could, could be. I think a lot of people don't really know what it means. And one of those people is me. Anyway, mm -hmm. SciFiBulletin.com uh, says, uh, Matt Fittons, or Fittoon, as I like to call him. I don't, I don't know why I always say that. Story is both a homage to and deconstruction of the universal horror movies of the 1940s. There are places where the influences are freely acknowledged by those involved as they almost play into the stereotypes. But some nifty scripting means that this becomes an inversion of some of the tropes <laughs> tropes alert Ooh! an enjoyable start to a new set of adventures for our favourite werewolf 8 out of 10 that's a better than 8 out of 10 review come on sci-fi bulletin bunch of meanies well now it's <laughs> now we're on to unit tropes um, no it's not we're on to unit incursions as you say there's been a murder but the body it, it's you Miss Stewart being in two places at once that's terribly clever. It was such a shame that 
one of you appears to be dead. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Unit Series 8. What is it? A nuclear bunker? No, not quite. It wasn't built to keep something out. It was built to keep something in. That's what the circle does. That's what it's for. Mind transference. I'm a vessel for the static. The static is me. I told you not to move. <laughs> We're not that easy to kill. Look at that cloud. It's not a thing yet. Seen it before. It's a hand. Sam, that cloud is a giant hand. Look out! We've got less than half an hour before that tornado hits the rig. We need to keep everyone inside until it passes. What were you thinking? Oh, well, I was just being amazing, as usual. Multiple Kate Stewart's. So, what do we need to do? Try and find a way of you not getting shot? An excellent plan. Almost as excellent as if I'd come up with it myself. Ourselves? So weird. Is it just me, or will we just sniff by a dinosaur? Big finish. We love stories. So, can I assume you don't intend to try and eat me? Darling, I've only just met you. I do have some principles. And don't forget that you can get unit incursions at bigfinish.com. Just type in incursions into mm. the search engine on the site and you'll be able to read all about it. And read download the trailer it. for free. Read all yeah. about it. Man stuck in a cave. Read all about it. <laughs> Is that happening in the story? I don't know. Read Man all about stuck it. In a- Uh, The Power of River Song, which is one of the episodes from Unit Incursions by Guy Adams, is the timey-wimey two-part main event. Alex Kingston does not disappoint, of course not. The chemistry and the callbacks are front and centre. Listeners also get more cerebral time travel twists and meta-commentary on evil alien invasion plans. As ever, Gemma Redgrave, Ingrid Oliver and the rest of the regular cast are superb. I'm glad Big Finish has given Unit a home with excellent writing behind it, considering the Doctor's favourite government organisation has been defunded on television. I look forward to our audio, to audio adventures for years. Years to come, says Sci-Fi Pulse. Mm. Mm. That was a Sci-Fi Pulse. Oh, I liked it. I liked it. it a boom, 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 boom. Uh, now over to the Twitter sphere. Started listening oh. to Unit Incursions on my way home. This then sleep stopped. of death no, quite literally starts with a bang. <clears throat> bang! Uh, and I already love it. Cannot wait for the rest of the stories at Johnny Ooh. Morris 1973 at Big Finish, and that is from. Ankanawa. I'm oh, sorry if I pronounce that wrong. I'm just going all I can read, um, which is very limited amounts of things. Um, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the new unit audio incursions, what the hell are you doing? At yeah. Gemma Redgrave, uh, causing my girl crush on Kate Stewart to intensify dramatically, which I didn't think was possible. Such mm-hmm. an amazing series by Big Finish. Can't wait for more. And that's from at Errol's Me. Just time for a quick mention of Torchwood, the green life. Wow, it's an underground river. Joe, that's barely a stream. It must be prehistoric. Ancient people might have taken shelter in here or or drawn water directly from the river. And if it's been filtered by the rock above, it'll be enriched with minerals and remarkably fresh. It's orange. As I said, minerals. I think it's rust. The problem is... How do we get across? I'm wearing espadils. Oh, you should have planned ahead. I don't wear leather. 
Somehow I didn't think I'd need wellies at my friend's funeral. It's shallow. You'll be fine. It looks slippery. Just cross the damn stream. Excuse me, but is that how you always talk to your colleagues? We're not colleagues. True. So you go first. Hops. Hold. You know, Cliff and I were once caught in an avalanche and... I had to get down San Rafael Glacier in a pair of flip-flops. Blast. What's wrong? Drop my car keys. Really? Well, it fell out of my bag. I mean, I must have left the flap open. Look, if you just let go of my hand, I can just... No, 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 no. You can't reach them from here. You'll just have to order a new set of keys. Uh, to buy it, by the way, just go to bigfinish.com and type The Green Life into the search pane at the top. It's a very good search engine now we've got on the site. You just type before you type the title and you'd sort of get various weird <laughs> options come up but now it's amazingly you get what you've typed in which i think is cause for great celebration don't you benji i'd say that's what you call progress isn't it <laughs> it's something actually something... doing the job that it's designed to do hurrah yes. hurrah it's amazing this pen actually works this pen has ink in it but whenever <laughs> i use it it's it actually decides to do the can-can um, for <laughs> some that's reason. That's what our search engine used to do. It did, yeah. You would always, it would want a musical number. Um, but I am designed purely to read out the reviews for today. Uh, mm. And so uh, I shall do just that. If you love the Third Doctor era like I do, this is a real treat. A fusion of classic and modern Doctor Who that is one of the best big finish releases in a while. And that's with some pretty stiff competition. And that is from thedigitalfix.com. Mm. No, I'm afraid uh, we're out of time this week for reviews, but we'll be catching up with the latest... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. the out of time um, alarm. Uh, we'll be catching up with the latest reviews again very soon indeed. Huge thanks to all of you out there who have written lovely things about us. It really, I mean, apart from the fact that it's great promotional stuff, it just warms the cockles of the hearts of everyone involved. Myself and Benji included. I'd say that's true, isn't it? It's lovely to read wow. the reviews, isn't it? It's nice. It makes, it makes you realise, you know, the things that we do, that, that people listen out there and, uh, and have something to say about it. And I think that's nice. It's horrible to read a bad one, so don't do that. And folks, just a reminder that if you haven't yet got these productions, the ones we've been talking about here, just go to bigfinish.com and there they'll be. Mayhap, mayhap. The Doctor, Sylvester McCoy, has returned with Mags, Jessica Martin, formerly of the Psychic Circus, to her native world, Volpana. Not the savage Volpana that Mags was taken from, but Volpana in an earlier era. The Golden Millennium when the four great wolf packs, each devoted to one of the planet's four moons, oversaw the height of Volpanan civilization, a time when the noblest families of the Volpanan aristocracy found themselves in need of new blood, a golden age that's about to come to a violent end. Oh, got shivers down my old spine there. What about your new spine? Well, thankfully, you'll be all right, because despite the fact that it's going to come to a violent end, um, you're perfectly safe to go behind the scenes. So let's do just that with Behind the Scenes on Doctor Who, The Moons of Volpana. My name is Jessica Martin, and I'm playing Mags. Down, boys. I'm no prize for you to fight over. One more word. And nobody gets to dance. I see the meat is tougher than it looks. And another thing. 
I'm not a lady, so you can drop that. I'm just Mags. So if you think you like me, maybe you should get to know me and find out who I really am. So she unwittingly arrives home. It's a bit of a surprise trip in the TARDIS and we understand that the whole thrust of the the three-storey arcs is is Mags on an existential journey, questioning the nature of her werewolf identity and she's wanting to control it and and looking at all different ways and travelling through all these different universes to find a so-called cure. And one of the most obvious journeys that she hasn't made, but we come to in this, is that she goes to her home planet... Hello, I'm uh, Samuel Clemens, not Mark Twain, although related. Uh, and uh, I'm the director of uh, this episode of Doctor Who, Moons of Volpana. Here we go. And you. It's a really nice episode because I think we've been hoping, like, w- will she go back to her home planet? And so this, this is that, that journey of her going back to her home planet at a different time period to sort of see if she can fit in, whether she can still learn to try and control the wolf inside her and is continually looking for that answer of, uh, you know, how do I control my inner demon, both physically and, I think, psychologically as well. My name's Sylvester McCoy and I play Doctor Who number seven. It's to take her back and try and let her see that being what she is is not a bad thing, but it's a good thing and she should learn to live with it and enjoy it and embrace it. As we all should. And also, it's an echo of um, the early days of Doctor Who. When Ace first arrived, he, w- he was doing the same thing in his journey with her, trying to make her accept herself. We have the matriarch character, and um, it's interesting because way, way back in the back history of, of Mags, in the first instance that we meet her, she's travelling with somebody called Captain Cook, and people have often commented that he and... Uh, mags are kind of like mirror images of of the doctor and ace and here we have the doctor and mags traveling together and then there's a matriarch character who is almost like a kind of you know like a mirror of of the doctor my name is beth goddard and i'm playing barton the doctor barton let go of me oh doctor doctor what was i doing it's all right barton Lie down now. Bad, Barton. Very bad. She has a particular hang-up with her her class. She knows her place within the society of Volpana, but she knows that she is more than that. She wishes to be more than that and has indeed tried to climb through the ranks of, of, of class herself, but is not worth through her experiments. They're all great characters in this piece. They're really great and wonderfully played. There's a lot of howlers, and that's in the best sense of the word, howlers. My name is Nimi March, and I'm playing the character of Lady Ula. She's great fun to play, and I love playing a family. I have to say that I always find with... I'm I'm very fortunate in that I've done a few things with Big Finish before, and a few of these Doctor Who series. Ah, oh, it's just a wonderful thing to do. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's a great thing to be a part of something that's been going on for so long, and that is so deeply sort of in our British culture, if you like. And and this is my third Doctor Who in that 
I've had the privilege of working with Tom Baker and Paul McGann and now with Sylvester McCoy. So, I, uh, yeah, it's great. It's really great. It's an absolute joy, something I never would have predicted years ago when I was doing the, the storyline. It was, you know, as an actress, I, I just felt very fortunate this was a story, but that was it, you know, I wasn't the companion. Uh, I was a guest at Cameo. And yet, what, what amazes me is, I mean, the writing on this whole series, it's just utterly fantastic. And to think that a character who actually didn't have very much to say in the original storyline, but I think that Stephen Wyatt, he, even he couldn't have realised what a strong image and a strong symbol. He was He was almost visionary, sort of had this character who's who's a girl, who's an outsider, and she's got hidden strengths. And here we are now in the 21st century, and women are, you know, being celebrated for things they had all the time that were supposedly hidden. They were there, people just chose not to identify them. And and so Mags is now um, a bit of a poster girl for this kind of, you know, the strong female. But, you know, we've got a story that takes you to a kind of universal horror-type situation with a Frankenstein-type castle. And and here we are with a kind of Game of Thrones, a fantasy element and wonderful sort of, you know, Philippa Gregory touches. The, the woman has the power in this and she can make things happen. And if that's tickling your fancy and you haven't already got your ears around it, just go to bigfinish.com and type Volpana. That's V-U-L-P-A-N-A. I mean, obviously everyone knows how to spell Volpana. Type that into the search pane thingy at the top of the page and you can read all about it. Have a look at the beautiful cover uh, and download or stream the trailer. There are many things... We just thought we'd let you know where to find them. There's no point in us talking about it if we don't tell you. And, and that's me telling you. You've been told, in other words. You've been told. Yeah. Informed. Informed isn't a much nicer way, isn't it? Yeah. Well, um, meanwhile, of course, it's now time to take a journey back in time. I've got my time machine already. Just a few oh, weeks. Yes. At the place, the ancient and revered town of Crawley. Ah, oh, wonderful Crawley. Famous for its, uh, well, what is it famous for? Uh, Crawley Development uh, Corporation, a uh, uh, public house, uh, community centre. Um, let's have a look. Uh, <laughs> there's a few neighbourhoods here. Uh, Bubush, Tilgate, um, Tinsley Green. That sounds rather nice. There's little hamlets. Gatwick Airport, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. There, yeah. There's plenty. You know, there's plenty of stuff. Western Gecko, Virgin Atlantic Airways. Um, <laughs> um, just, just a big free promotion going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also large branches of Tesco, Sainsbury's, and a Marks and Spencer, wow. um, with a WH Smith, uh, Superdry, and amongst other things. Yeah, plenty of lovely things in Crawley. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's just become an advert for Crawley. Um, anyway. Uh, why are we going to Crawley? Well, we were actually there uh, with with uh, at an event called the Capital uh, that was organised by the Doctor Who Appreciation Society, and uh, yeah, very happy to have been there. Yes, um, it's, well, it's called the Capital Four, wasn't it? Because it's the fourth one they've done. We were invited. Yeah, um, yeah uh, we had a good weekend, didn't we? We did have a good weekend. We had some funny moments. Um, I think one of my favourites was uh, doing the Dalek voice session on the stage and then getting told that we had to stop because we were keeping people up. 
Um, which I thought was, waking people up in their rooms. Just this idea of somebody. If I was woken up by a Dalek, I think I'd be pretty happy. I don't know about you. Yeah, but clearly there were people at that hotel who weren't there for the Doctor Who convention. <laughs> They're trying to sleep, and beneath them they can hear. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, good times. I mean, if they would put an item called Talk Like a Dalek on a... What was it? Was it 11 o'clock? Half 10, 11, yeah. Ridiculous. Anyway, anyway, so we did a live podcast recording with special guest Lisa Greenwood, who's Flip in the Sixth Doctor Adventures for Big Finish, you know, Philippa Jackson, brilliant. And former Doctor Who magazine editor Tom Spilsbury. Lovely chap, lovely chap. And over the next four weeks, we'll be presenting a recording of this panel to you in, you've guessed it, four segments. A bit like the key to time, only there's less segments. Uh, (laughs) But for now, here's segment one. Hello and welcome to this section of the podcast that's actually in a hotel in Crawley. And why are we in a hotel in Crawley? Neither do we. <laughs> I just explain, it's the evening and I can see some people are drinking. <laughs> oh, the glasses are up, yes. So um, that will explain uh, to any of you listening that um, it's all a bit adult. Um, <laughs> so yes, we are at the Capitol event organised by the Doctor Who Appreciation Society and jolly pleased we are to be here. Thank you for having us. Give them us. a round of applause. Yes. And for the sake of uh, the audience here, um, I'm Nick Briggs. And I'm Benji Clifford. So we, together, are the Big Finish Podcast. We've got some guests here for you, which we'll bring on later on. Well, we're going to bring them on now. We're going to bring them on right now. So I tell you what, you sit in this chair and I'll sit in that one. So you can see how professional we are here. (laughs) Oh, this is a broken chair. Definitely sit in that one. This this could... uh, Oh, no. (laughs) So we haven't got enough chairs. Still one of those, yeah. Very chuckle brothers or So Benji, we're sharing this microphone. I thought you said we're sharing a chair. We're sharing a room. Uh, right. So our two lovely guest stars for this podcast are first of all, uh, former editor of Doctor Who magazine and a huge friend of mine. He's not that huge. He's quite average size, really. Uh, Tom Spilsbury. Uh, Spilsbury. (laughs) (laughs) Come here, come here. To me, to you. So that's your microphone there to speak into. This one? Yeah. But don't do a Matt Smith and speak into it like that all the time. A healthy distance. He did that at a a screening for... um, what was he called? Asylum of the Daleks. And they were doing a panel afterwards. And they had microphones like this, and everyone else assumed that they could be heard by speaking like that. And then, but Matt did all his answers like that. <laughs> he eventually broke the microphone, and Karen and Arthur were going, you've broken it! It's like being in a supermarket, isn't it? You know, can we please have a clear up on aisle seven, please? <laughs> uh, Our next guest is uh, a fantastic actress who I've worked with many, many times. Um, She's been, over the last few years, playing Colin Baker's companion in our audio adventures. uh, The character is Flip, and she is Lisa Greenwood. (laughs) 
She's Lisa Greenwood and not India Fisher. I know. I hope that's all right, guys. <laughs> India Fisher was meant to be at this convention, but unfortunately couldn't be here. So uh, yesterday, what happened, Lisa, yesterday? No, the, was it the day before yesterday? I, I think phoned it was yesterday. You. you called me and was just like, can you come down and I'll pay you £10,000. <laughs> what? Oh, no! That's She's done well out of all this yeah. one. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> and what was the deciding factor that when I was telling you all the people would be here, what was the thing that made it? It was actually Benji. Aww. Yeah, I love spending time with Benji. And we don't really see each other a lot, do we? We don't. And when we yeah. do, there's normally chaos, isn't there? There's always some kind of... Getting each other into trouble and lots stuff. Lots of trouble, lots yeah. of trouble. I loved it today, by the way, when we were walking to get some dinner. And um, we were just all, you know, walking quietly. I'm and scared what he's going to say. No, no. <laughs> and somebody, somebody in the in the sort of lobby area pointed to you and said, um, "That's India Fisher over there. That's yeah, India that's Fisher." <laughs> I've been practicing the Master Chef voice, and I just can't do it. So I'm sorry. Can you, can you give us your best Master Chef voice? Yeah. Okay. So today we've got a lovely baguette <laughs> with cheese and tomato and some pickles on the side. <laughs> Do you think she's out of a job? I think so. <laughs> That's almost killed me. That's really... Today. <laughs> they should do it like that, shouldn't they? Well, yeah. I think they should. Why not? I, oh, I can't say anything else because it would just be rude. Um, <laughs> all right, well, guys, I mean, how would you like it, folks, if we just did a little interview with these guys? Would that be entertaining? Yes. yes. <laughs> you know nothing. Um, <clears throat> so, Tom, you've had a lot of experiences connected with Doctor Who. Uh, yes, yes. Imagine, if you will, hmm. that you're here at a dinner party with all our friends here, and none of them have ever really heard of Doctor Who. <laughs> Can you imagine that, folks? <laughs> They're all here for some kind of business meeting yes. instead. Yes, we sell fireplaces and uh, welcome, to the, welcome to the board meeting, everybody. Uh, okay, so and, I'm, I'm what, imagining it's quite yeah. a, difficult, yeah, a difficult concept. I know, really, using your imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, that one of them said, so, you know, and you were editing Doctor Who magazine. Imagine that. Can you imagine that? That's really hard. <laughs> Okay, yeah, okay. And um, they ask you, so, you know, what is the most interesting thing that's ever happened to you connected with this thing called Doctor Who? Right. You want something interesting? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Otherwise, there's no um, point in having an interview, is there? No. <laughs> so Benji just had a heart attack. There. He just thought I was going to fall back over the chair. I thought you were on the dodgy chair, and yes. I thought this is going to be it. He's off the side there, he's on the floor. Nicholas Briggs, who died today. <laughs> well, I didn't meet Kylie Minogue, because that, that was just annoying. What? I, did, I didn't get to meet Kylie Minogue. Didn't you? Uh, yeah, we were listening to Edward Russell just now. Oh, he should be so lucky. Uh, I'm just seeing it, but I get a laugh God. with that appalling <laughs> reference. And there'll be more nonsense from the Capitol next week. Huge thanks to the Doctor Who Appreciation Society for having us along at their rather lovely event. Some time very soon now, we'll be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of Doctor Who, The Moons of Fulpana. Uh, but first, it's time for that promised 25% off of a randomly selected Big Finish release. And in order to do that, we should activate the Randomoid Selectatron, constructed by loyal listener Hannah Newman. This is a marvel of modern technology which randomly selects a release from our website. Benji, engage. 
I have engaged, and here we are, mm, Doctor Who, the Fifth Doctor Adventures, Volume 1. Oh! Yeah, you're damn right, Volume 1, there we go. What's got um, iterations of I or something in it? I it has iterations of I and Psychodrome. It's a real double whammy, and interesting enough as well, this is a, a pretty, pretty uh, damn good... Uh, release in the sense that it was the winner of the Doctor Who magazine 2014 season survey for favourite audio drama oh, yeah. uh, and also winner of the 2015 Scribe Award um, for John Dorney's Iterations of I. So you, you're in safe hands, I think. Yeah. We ought to um, have a listen to the trailer of that. Oh, I think so. Hmm. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, the fifth Doctor box set, Psychodrome. <laughs> He's not your doctor anymore. Your doctor died, remember? We shouldn't be here. Something terrible's going to happen. The walls! They're coming out of the walls! Who are you? Answer truthfully, and your lives will be spared. We believe the disease is highly contagious. As such, we cannot permit you to wander amongst us. You must be quarantined. If we are to endure, we cannot tolerate any rivals. Kill her. There can be only one ruler. When we first landed here, it was before the dawn. We sent out a survey team, and they didn't come back. When it came light, we sent out a second team, which discovered their bodies. What remained of their bodies. You are the last of your order to survive. Perhaps you would like to plead for clemency? Just kill me. Just as you killed my brothers and sisters. I've always feared letting my companions down. It's given me something to live up to. I have brought death into your lives. I have caused you suffering. Just how many lives has the Doctor saved? Trillions! The Doctor prevented the heat death of the universe! You've all faced your fears. It's time I faced mine. Doctor Who. The Fifth Doctor box set. Iterations of I. Something's happened on that island. It's an evil place. Bad things happen there. Even the Doctor wouldn't bring us to a haunted house. Are those graves? Well, that's disturbing. There's hatred here, Tegan. Anger. It wants us to go. I, I thought I saw someone. In indistinct, moving through the dark. Like a scream without a face. Like insanity walking. It was laughing. I was wrong. I'm not all right. There's something evil here. We can't stop it. What's going on here, Doctor? It's all in good being rigid and rational, but you only need to be wrong once and there'll be nothing to help when the ghosts come out to play. I think we've got a demon. Doctor! No! Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. And to get 25% off, all you have to do is go to the news story that accompanies this podcast at bigfinish.com. Uh, in it, there's a link to the offer. Once you click that link, just type in the code word, BUCK UP. That's all capitals, no punctuation or flowers. No, no flowers in there. Just BUCK UP. Uh, and there you have it. And so now it's time for us to say goodbye, farewell and ta-ta. Goodbye. Tally-ho, farewell, ta-ta. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Oh, I'm 
while we're gone, you can, if you wish, listen to the first 15 minutes of Doctor Who, The Moons of Volpana, starring Sylvester McCoy and Jessica Martin, coming up right now. There you are, Mags. I wondered when you got to. Stop hunting me. Stop hiding from me. The TARDIS corridors don't go on forever. Uh, probably. <laughs> I haven't checked in a while. But be sure I always find you. Why can't you leave me alone? Because while you're here, you're my responsibility. TARDIS, can we have some lights, old girl? Oh, switch them off! Don't look at me! I see you're having a bad hair day. Go! Now! I can't be around people. Not like this. I know the feeling. A nice cup of tea usually helps. I will rip your throat out. More of a coffee drinker then? Shut up! I will kill you! Stop it! Look at me, Max! Look at me! Now! Look at this. The old pocket watch routine again. Watch it move. Follow it with your eyes. Left, right. Left, right. Your tricks aren't working anymore. Oh, the monster inside me is too strong. Oh, I thought that might happen. Luckily, I came prepared. What is that thing? A neutrino-powered sonic modulator. I just pop this little gizmo into my mouth and... Mags! You're safe. Safe. No need for fight or flight. You can relax. It worked. Of course it did. How? Because I invented it. I tuned it to a frequency which delivers messages straight into the amygdala of the Vulpanan wolf brain. So that's it. You've found a cure. It's over. <laughs> Not for long, I imagine. Never is. So how do we keep the wolf away? The question is, do you want to? It's the oldest and most vital part of your nature. No, it's not. I am. Yes. I mean, you bring a lot to the party. Intelligence, abstract thinking, opposable thumbs. Ability to use tools, all very useful to protect the wolf. To move beyond the wolf. Mother Nature is a cunning old soldier. Luckily, so am I. Doctor, we can't go on like this. The bloodlust gets worse every time. And every time you defeat it. Thanks to you. If you have to keep constantly designing new technology to stop me from killing you, what's the point? The point would be stop you from killing me. But it's not fair on you. Please, you have to drop me off at the nearest populated planet. That hardly seems fair on the population. Fine, an unpopulated one. And that's not fair on you. I can't see another way out. Doctor... I can't fight this anymore. Then maybe you should stop fighting. I may be a freak, but I won't be a killer. I'd rather die. Let's call that plan B. You mean there's a plan A? Always. Come along, Mags. I'm taking you home.
I don't have a home. My people were driven from Volpana years ago. Yes, you're refugees, persecuted from being different, scraping a living any way you can, forced to join mercenary armies, criminal gangs... Circuses. Oh, don't knock circuses. They're more important than you think. I'm not. If I could trust myself, I'd go back to the psychic circus in a heartbeat. But what do you do when you're too freaky for the freak show? Freaky freakish. Oh, it's all just a point of view. Everyone's normal to somebody. Even you? Oh, we're nearly there. I said, do you want to materialise in orbit first? Take a look at the old place from the air? I don't really care. I told you. There's nothing there for me. Really? The last time I visited, I had a blast. Made a supply run during the siege of Coyote Rock. <laughs> yeah, right. And I suppose you hung out with the golden-eyed prince and Duchess Ironfang. Delightful couple. I played the spoons at their coronation. <laughs> hmm. Doctor... None of this happened, did it? You don't know your own planet's history? The Coyote Wars aren't history. They're myths, fairy stories. Real wars have complex causes and effects. They don't just end because a stranger with a magical box suddenly... Don't they? It was you. Oh, it's always you. Interesting fact. The ancient Volpanans were particularly colour-blind. They struggled with the colour blue. So it's all real? The four great wolf packs, the golden millennium, the thousand years of peace and harmony? By and large, yes. Oh, there were a few attempted incursions, but the invaders changed their minds when your people showed their teeth. So, for a thousand years, the Volpanans were left alone to develop their own civilization. What was it like? Let's find out. Perfect timing. Just in time for the sunset. Before moons. Mags, are you all right? Fine. It's just... I'd forgotten how beautiful they were. Are. Were. Which moon is yours? I was taken from Volpana as a cub, but I think I used to change with the second moon. Why? Well, you'll find it's quite important here. The four packs look after their own. If we can find some second mooners, we'll be treated as honoured guests. Your blood is linked to the same lunar patterns. They'll treat you like part of the family. Hmm. And no one ever kills family. Not the ancient Volpanans. They have a wolfish sense of loyalty to their packs. Wolfish? It's a good thing. Your people are intelligent and sophisticated. <gasps> Doctor! Their sense of etiquette is highly evolved, very refined. Is someone rigid? Doctor! I... Someone's coming! Strangers. I smell food. Max, run! Already running! Come on, Doctor! Run behind you! Just found that I, I don't understand it. I do. We're in the wrong place, or the wrong time, or both. No, I mean, werewolves usually hunt in packs. So they can completely surround their prey. Yes, exactly. 
Why have we stopped? Because of the lights and the trees on the other side of the clearing. But they're not lights. They're eyes. I think we've just found the rest of the pack. Marshal first, BH. Pleasure to go round. But first, look at my lovely watch. Oh, not the watch. That's right. Follow it with your eyes while I get out my sonic modulator. And now, you're feeling sleepy. My child. Good one, Doctor. Alas, they're not out of the woods yet. Literally. Oh no! Here come the rest! You don't want to hurt us. You just want to go to sleep. Doctor, that's amazing. There's always a peaceful solution, Mags. <laughs> All you have to do is find it. Oh, oh, there's another one! Doctor! Ah! Ah! My leg! Oh, he bit my leg! Why? Get off him! Why? Because there's always one who can't be placated. And that's when you need a werewolf on your side. Boys, did you hear that? Don't worry, Mother. It's probably just poachers. We'll protect you. Since when did your mother fear poachers? Listen again, boys. That's a pureblood, a female. Oh, oh, a girl. One of our own is in danger. <laughs> if she's truly one of our own, she is the danger. Come on, let's find her. Yeah! Yeah! Leave this man alone! He's mine! Get out food! Back off! You will be my food! Run, Doctor! I'll hold him off! I can't walk! My leg! Food is hurt! I'll show you hurt! Go now, and I'll let you live! More of them! Many more. Give us more. We'll let you live. Let him be, or I'll kill your whole pack. You there. Stop that. Oh, a good idea. Silence, sir. How dare you address a matriarch of the second house. Where are you going? Cowards, come back here and fight. Magnificent. Quite magnificent. If a little violent. And in need of a haircut. Manners, Tobe. <clears throat> that is no way to talk to a lady of pedigree. Uh, lady? Me? She's a pure blood. <gasps> of course. Feel free to change, dear. Don't be embarrassed. Uh, do as the lady says, Mag. Okay. Hmm. Wow. Mm, yes. She's every bit as beautiful in daylight form. Cheers. What did you mean by pure blood? 
The breeding is unmistakable. And unless my nose fails me, you're a second mooner, too. One of us. Mother, can we take her home? She's a person. Why don't we ask her? I'll ask her. I'm the oldest. Strange lady. We're of the family Benger, leaders of the pack of the second moon. We humbly beg to make your acquaintance. Oh, sure. Thanks. I'm Mags, and this is... Doctor, are you okay? Oh, two sugars for the Valiant Mel. Doctor? None for the Rani. Doctor, you're not making sense. Looks like he took a couple of nasty bites from those poachers. Poachers? Those vicious half-breed brutes who attacked you. We tried to drive them off our land, but they keep coming back. The cowards have no regard for the lunar cycles. They attack whatever the moon, contaminating our livestock with the poison from their filthy fangs. Poison? Yes, your servant needs urgent medical treatment. He's not actually... My Lady Mags, these woods are dangerous for travellers. Bandits and poachers lurk behind every tree. Please, come and stay with us. You can bring your serf, we don't mind. Like I said, he's not. We must hurry if you hope to save his life. Come on, Lady Mags. You can share my horse. My horse is stronger. She rides with me. Doesn't she get a choice? Calm down, guys. I haven't agreed to go with you yet. But you will. Won't you? Please, pretty lady, please? Since you ask so nicely, all right. But I ride by myself. Isaac, give Mags your horse and ride with Tobe. Jax, you bring the surf. <sighs> yes, mother. Forgive my sons, Lady Mags. They can be over-eager, but they are thoroughbreds and all unmarried. Oh, good. My sons have never lacked for female companionship, but when it comes to marriage, they will do their duty by their house. I'm sure you appreciate the importance of pure breeding in these mongrel times. I've been away. Are pure bloods really so rare, Mrs. Lady Ula? We grow fewer with every generation, but the House of the Second Moon will not fall easily. I shall fight tooth and claw to defend our heritage, and so will my sons. Whichever you choose, you will have chosen well. Choose? Wait, you, you don't mean... Isaac is my eldest. He's loyal and brave, and of course he's the biggest and strongest. I assume you're looking for an alpha husband? <laughs> I wasn't really looking for a husband at all. But you soon will be. And if not, you should. It is a truth universally acknowledged that if you don't hunt in your prime, you may starve in old age. But I'm a pureblood. You said I could have my pick. Just a word of advice from one alpha female to another. Take it or leave it, but I'd hate to see you settle for an amiga. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Now don't forget to rate, review, and give us a subscribe. And make sure it's a five out of five. Oh yeah.